Let us know in the comments if you like the CX-9 or CX-90 appearance better. And also let us know in the comments, I forgot to ask her there, what car you would have for less than $160,000. Kind of a club vibe going in here with some music in the background. Are we recording? We are. All right. It's okay. The uh, the logo isn't up yet, which means it's not official. I still look bald. Bald? Mm-hmm. You've got hair in the instrument? Yeah, but it blends oh, in because with my it's black. Yeah, yeah, the black hoodie and the black hat. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the latest we've recorded a podcast in a while. Yes, but we did have a pizza. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm feeling pretty good. The burps haven't started too hard. Okay. Uh, our energy level seems good. We've driven some fun cars today. We have. Well, I have this morning. We've had fun at driving. Yeah, did would, uh, your M2... Sorry, not your M2. My M2 car. M Roadster. Uh, was that some good car coffee this morning? Yeah, except six? it didn't get up to temp until I was pulling into the complex. So, like, I couldn't even do you anything. You don't need full oil temp to yes, do a few Yes, you do. With, a, with an S52, you do. Do you? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. That's yeah. what our resident BMW expert told me. Yeah, because his BMW Because the Vanos, it messes up the Vanos if it's not up to temp. See, again, that's why I just want a Miata. You just get in, doesn't matter the temperature or anything, you just get in red light. Well, that's how you are about cars, though. You just, I know, you don't, I want you don't a car like that, yeah. BS. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Life's too short to deal with waiting for your engine to heat up. My Boxster took forever to heat up because it's 10 quarts of oil. It's like, okay, by the time I'm getting off the highway to go to work, I can get a good pull in or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Won't be like that with EVs in the future. You'll just get in and add it. Get it in Florida. That's why Matthew likes his Tesla so much because he can just get in it and f- as soon as he pulls out of his neighborhood, just floor it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the EV tax credit is changing at the end of this month and um, Teslas will no longer be eligible. Wow. Well, for the full one, I think maybe still half for now. Why? Why? Because they're built in America. Yeah, but they're 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 adding a. A stipulation that at least i think it's half of either the materials or the production of the batteries has to happen in north america where is the tesla one done china yeah so i think we're just going to drive the maverick forever yeah you should i mean it'll never just... rust out yeah you're right mm-hmm. um welcome episode 67 of the daily motor podcast Is it actually 67? It is. Yeah, because we wow. had 66 last time, and we're all, you're all like, oh. Yeah, well. I'm, uh, I've had a long week. I've driven a lot of cars. Yes, you have. A lot of traveling. <clears throat> here, here are all the places. I think I listed these to you already. You did all, when we were at Alcatraz. Yeah, all the places I've been this month, or yeah. last month. I was in Honduras, Mexico, Florida, San Francisco, San Diego, and Phoenix and, and Northern Michigan and LA and LA, yeah. Uh, this was all in a week. <laughs> no, no, in a month. Was in a month. It was in a month. Okay, yeah, but I was in all of California for yeah. You know, Charlie for a week was. Or so. um, yeah, he's been driving all the things. Yeah, and part of that was done in an M8 competition, which means I aged 15 years or so driving that car. Yeah, and you also probably lost some from the Soul? G. No, from the oh. G force. Some of your body deteriorated. <laughs> Yeah, that car is fast, but it's not a car that like begs you to drive it fast. So it's oh, no. kind of weird. It's not like an AMG. Uh, it's like you soulless missile. Yeah, <laughs> so I do. Yeah, the M8 competition <laughs> is 
It's it's a beautiful car. I think Especially it's one of Imola Red. Yeah, I did the, the Imola Red, which is a nice pretty. bright red color. It was a white Silverstone interior. Great spec. It's a great car, but it's just it's just weird because yeah. who is gonna pay one hundred sixty thousand dollars for an Emmett car? That that's technically track capable, but like I just don't see anyone so taking big. their M eight to the track. Yeah, nobody's going to. Yeah, we know somebody that's just picked picked one up. Yeah, yeah. And he he likes his driving it around. Although isn't his a Grand Coupe? No, his is a two door. It is a. T- oh, yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, it's just like yeah. the one you drove, except it's frozen something, frozen blue of some sort, dark blue. Yeah, it wasn't Portimao, was it? No, no it's, it's darker, darker than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah, more purple. I forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Tanzanite or is Tanzanite? Yeah, that that right? might be that might yeah, be yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it lacks, much like more BMWs we're going to talk about later on the podcast here, it lacks charisma. At least you get... soulless missile. Yeah, you get in in the AMG GT63S, which you haven't... You were not around to drive. But that car is like, oh, yeah. Like, it's... It feels like, oh, I'm in, like, a two-door coupe or something like that. Like, I'm flying. But, yeah, you could comfortably fit four people. The M8 Comp has... Probably as little room in the back seats as the M2 does. Yeah. Well, well, you can have it in a four-door, though. Yes. Yeah, the Grand Coupe's the only one that makes any sense to get. And also, the other problem with the M8 competition is that the M850i exists, which is still very fast. Yes. $30,000 cheaper. Yes. And just as beautiful. 160. What would you buy with 160,000? You have to spend it on a car. You can't be Charlie and... Invest it. Invest it. You have to spend it on a car. What would you get? Can I get... Yeah, it can be new or used. Can I get whatever. 160 town and country? No, it's got to be one car. It has to be one singular one car. car. So you could get a town and country, but then you'd only be you'd be spending a one thousand dollars and flushing the other hundred fifty nine <laughs> down the toilet. Oh, one hundred sixty thousand dollars. Is am am I like in my current state of life right now? I have a wife and yep. And, and, and you're I, you. Some do I have to abandon all my other cars? No, someone's just come up to you and said. We love Daily Motor. We're going to give you a $160,000 grant to buy a car. You have to spend it all on one. I would get... That's fun. Here, let me, let me talk through some of the things I'm guessing it wouldn't mind. be an M8 comp. <laughs> if that's the rub, then yes. Okay. <laughs> I can 100% sure you it wouldn't okay. be an M8 comp. My, the first thing that comes to mind is a... Nine nine, of course. Seven point two GT three. I don't think you can afford a GT three, can you? A nine nine seven point two GT three at that you price. Could for, yeah, I think you could for that. Then that would be, or you could you honestly, you may even be able to get a nine nine one GT three. Is that better? No, because it's only a PDK. Yeah. No, the nine nine one point one GT three was only PDK. Nine nine one point two GT three, you can have expensive. a manual, and it would probably be too expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, what would you between those two? Would you get a nine nine seven point two GT three or a nine nine one point two like GTS? GTS. Probably have the GT three. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, mine would probably be a Porsche of some sort. Mm-hmm. So you that could get a couldn't quite you couldn't quite quite swing a gt4 rs with its msrp you could but mm-hmm. they're unobtainable for under like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. could you just get well you probably wouldn't want sean's gen like a nine 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 what is that nine eight one yeah and those are only like 90 grand yeah so you'd be leaving seventy thousand on the table yeah. or else i would because I, I i prefer caymans anyways I don't, I as know. you know but know. um um yeah or what else like 
You could you could have a, one of those AMG things you like. Yeah, I was going to say a GT63S would be way up there. Yeah. Uh of v- What about a V12 manual Aston Martin? Ooh, yeah. V12 Vantage S with a Ooh. manual. Yeah. Actually, I'm I would consider and I know this is ridiculous. <laughs> can, am I able to use the remaining amount of money on uh, for maintenance on the car or yeah, repairs? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Then I think I would have and you're not going to like this answer. Oh, it's a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> V10 BMW. So you okay, the M6 so you, convertible. I'd find the cleanest so, one so you'd spend, in the nation. You'd spend like 40 grand on the car. I'd find one that was like just perfect for like 60 grand. And I'd okay. save the other $100,000 for me. For when it breaks. <laughs> which is every other week. Uh-oh. Oh, what is this? Um, are, we still on? are we still on? Are we still recording? Everything's just freaking Everything's out. Everything's broken. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, we're still recording. It's, okay. I think the internet's just being mm. real garbage. Yeah, we're having some issues today with our yeah. very high-quality internet. But, uh, yes, the M6 convertible is, like, one of my, like, I would. I don't think I'd ever give myself enough, like... Speaking of Sean Benet. I, I don't think I could ever own it myself because I'm too practical, but, like, that, if I had, like, had to spend that money on it, yeah. That would be up there. Plus, you are a convertible enthusiast. Exactly. And That's it's right. a four-seat convertible. Probably yeah. still has more room in the back. Than and the perk of that is that you can hear that V10 with all that sky. Uh, speaking of Sean, he just sent me a Lamborghini 400 GT 2 plus 2. Mm-hmm. It's a 1967, and its current bid is 150000 Could right have that. What we were well, already, that'll uh, obviously sell I'm sure it'll sell for like... Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't... I don't know what these are worth. No idea. Could I... For that price, could I get a Ferrari 430 of any kind? You could have a yeah, not a manual, but you could get a you could get a 430 for sure. Because I was just thinking that here. Let me see what. Could I get a very desirable spec 360 Spider manual? Probably, yeah. That would be up there. That would be up there. Mm-hmm. So the last F430, the last manual F430 sold for two hundred and fifty-seven thousand with twenty thousand miles on it too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you you could get a you could get an automatic one. Um, I think I'd rather have a 360 and get the manual convertible. Wow, 430 Scuderia six speed conversion sold for 270 thousand. Ferrari doesn't like when people do that, but uh, look up 360 Spiders. Yeah, I am. That was a car I drove a lot in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit too. That's right. They had a yellow one. Uh, yep, 22 thousand. Oh, this one's a hard top, mm-hmm. but it sold. Oh no, it didn't sell. It was bid to 140. Another here's a spider that was bid to 111 with a manual. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Ah, those have gone up because oh, been... here we go. This one sold 2002 mm-hmm. 360 spider six speed manual sold for 128 thousand. Okay, weren't those worth like sixty thousand dollars like five years ago? Yes. Yeah, now they're double. Why didn't people just buy those instead of investing? Here's a, here's in a great example. Market. Okay, this is B, a BAT tracks previous obviously previous times the yeah, car yeah. has been listed. Mm-hmm. So this is a 2002, like I just said, 360 mm-hmm. Spider. It's got mm-hmm. 26,000 miles on it. It's sold in 2020 for 86 grand. Holy cow! Okay, and then three years later, about exactly three years later, it sold for 128. So it appreciated about 40 grand. Do you in imagine three years getting <laughs> That's to insane. getting to purchase that, enjoy it for three years, and sell it and make 40 thousand dollars? Yeah. We could have. We all could have in, tw- mm-hmm. in 2020. Yeah. One of my good friends, and I think about this all the time, um, he basically brought up in conversation with me back in, I think it was 2019. 
he was like, I really want to get into investing in cars. He's like, I think that would be so cool to have a car collection that kind of doubles as an investment. He's like, can you like put together a list of cars you think that would make sense for me to buy right now that'll be worth more in like 10 years? And I was like, sure. So I gave him a list and then COVID happened and everything and it just kind of never ended up happening. It would have been the perfect time for him to do it. I know. But one of the cars on the on that list was the uh, Lamborghini Diablo. And those have gone, I mean, well, probably we can, double. We can see, yeah. They've gone absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, even just like simple cars like Mercedes Benzes from the 70s and 80s. I mean, mm-hmm. every pretty much everything w- has like doubled. Everyone it's was stuck at home insane. thinking about, you know what? You know, the world's about to end. What car have I always wanted to buy? And then they've done it. You did that with your S-Class. Yeah, You're like, I've always wanted an S-Class. So you've purchased it. So I spent $2,000, not even $1,800. Uh, okay. So Diablo's lately have been selling geez this one sold for 480 grand and rob dom simply just had one of those as a daily he did and someone crashed into it also yeah that's what happens when you 250 anyways i want to see what they were selling for back in 2020 this one sold for okay here we go in 2020 179 141 145 125 uh, an sv 203 uh, oh. Then you're starting to get into 2021, 221, 200, 267, 331. Then you're into today. Let's see. 480, 370, 255, 253, 215, 453, 3000 that's right. Those are probably going to depreciate a little more. Yeah. But yeah. then they'll go back up because there's no more manuals. But you could also have the ZR1 with a manual in the C7. But the ZR1's not as good. No. Because it's too sticky. The ZR1's kind of manic and crazy. And you're going to overpay just because people think they're worth more. Yeah. Whereas the Z06 will actually, like, is actually undervalued, I think. Yeah. I think the ZR1's overvalued. Because realistically, those two don't feel that different in the real world. That's right. I mean, they're only, it's what, 650 horse versus like seven something? Probably. Do you remember when the ZR1 came out and they used it at the pace as the pace car for the Grand Prix? And um, Mark Royce put it in the wall? Yeah. 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 T- totally smashed it into the wall. My Two of my buddies were actually working that event and they detailed that car. <laughs> and as soon as they were done detailing it, he got in it, took it out on the track, totaled it. Yeah. Smashed it into the wall and they were like, wow, we just did all that for nothing. What happens <laughs> when you take a car like that out of traction modes and you're not chris amos i just will, why was he murdered. driving it why you the, think he would have turned off the traction modes as the yeah. pace car yeah he probably thought he, he was, he's think about it he's the president of a, an american car company he's obviously got a giant like dick swinging complex and so i'm sure he went out there he had it in like full track mode he's like i'm on a track i'm gonna oh, i can handle this. track mode yeah. yeah and then what he probably did is coming out and like uh, by some grandstands or something wanted to like kind of rev it up or like show, like room kind of take off a little bit and it went straight sideways because it. it wasn't even like a corner that he wrecked in right wasn't it like straight away 
No, I think it was a corner. Was it? So yeah. Maybe he's coming out of a corner and kind of got. Looked on like it. It looked like it hurt. It was a pretty bad wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, Mark Royce. I, have you ever looked? Have you ever seen a photo of him? No. Kind of looks like the type of guy who would like wreck a Corvette and then like probably blame someone else for it or something. Like, oh, you guys made the tires too slippery. Put tire shine on there or something like that. Hmm. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Let me see. Is he the one that crashed it? I'm fairly certain. Just look up Mark Royce ZR1. Crash. Fail. Epic fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No. It wasn't? Mark Roos. Royce. That's how you pronounce Royce. Oh. Ooh. Was it out of a corner? Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally came out of. Dude, he's on power the whole time. Literally, he's you can see that he's he's not even braking. Look, he's not e- never touched the brakes. Never touched the brakes. Yeah. Not to say that that really would have helped him, but it probably mm-hmm. would have slowed him down enough to where it wouldn't have been as bad of a crash. Yeah. Rough. Sorry, Mark. Do better. Airbags went off. If you get us a C8 Z06 presser, then maybe we won't uh, bring up your past, mister. <laughs> but yes, I, I would enjoy a, a, a Z. Do you think of now is about the right time to start buying C6 ZR1s? And Z06s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or C5s even. I mean, you can still have a yeah. C5 Z06 for like for 25 grand. Yeah. I don't There's know if those... No will- way- Go ahead. Those certainly won't get as high in value as C6s. You don't think so? No, because there's too many car that's there's too many cars now that you could literally just go buy for like 38 grand that have like the same performance as that. Yeah, but it's But a C6z was like when it they started getting cranky and, like yeah, crazy. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So enthusiasts will always be like like will continue to be fans right. of a C. But look at, for example at like C4ZR1s. They're expensive but not like no they're not crazy no you no. can you can negotiate that was the first beer. first corvette with a six speed this is zr1 pretty sure i think so too yeah yeah if, if you want to make money on cars just go out and no talk to me talk to him or just go out and buy every good deal on a clean texas or california owned c6 z or zr1 and just park them in a garage and then in 20 years you'll be a millionaire mm-hmm well, you'll still be a millionaire depending on the size. And of then garage. come and come and talk to me. He'll hook you up with some I'll, I'll advise you on what cars to buy. Yeah, or which what I would do if I had buy. any money. Yeah, well, which I have done, which is why I don't have any money. Well, let's think about of all the cars you own. Okay, which will de- which will appreciate the Mercedes? Cayman. Yes. What? Which Mercedes? Both. I guess both will. But both will appreciate because you hardly. bought them at the bottom of their of depreciation curves. Yep. ML fifty five and the. S E L yeah 460 no damn it 420 420 SEL 420 SEL right i forgot they flipped them back then. yeah uh for those of you who don't know is it 89 86 86 okay and then so those two will appreciate your m roadster definitely would would appreciate if you hold on to it m roadster yeah the cobalt definitely appreciate not a bunch but like it'll yeah, because it's in very good shape. There'll be someone who owned that as their first yeah. car and didn't hold on to it the way you did. Yep. And then there'll be forty something, and they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, look at this!" Like and the they, Lexus. The Lexus will appreciate because it's a manual, and yep. the Cayman will appreciate. Yep. So all six of your cars, mm-hmm. you should keep. Okay. <laughs> How about it's, your cars? 
the Maverick will not appreciate. <laughs> and the F-250 will not appreciate. <laughs> All right, great. V-Strom, no. Benelli, no. The Boxster would have, if you would have kept The that. Boxster would have appreciated, yes. Yeah, and it has. Yes. What did you sell it for? 12. 12? Oh, that's actually not horrible. It'd well, probably be worth like 18 now. Yeah. Yeah, 18 if I really wanted to go through with the difficulty of selling a Porsche. It's 16 if I just wanted to like yeah. take it, you know. Yeah. I mean, can you take imagine? Take it back and shoot it. Imagine sitting as the the seller, and you probably can because you probably helped people do this. But the seller of a Porsche on BAT, having to answer all the stupid questions like, "Oh, how thick's the paint here?" and "Oh, has it had this rear main seal inspected yeah. in the last six months?" Like, yeah, Sean and Sean and his dad go through that. Adam goes through that. I mean, it's it's really it's really any car you you. you I gotta sell imagine on Porsches BAT. and Ferraris are the worst. Oh, I mean, of course, but like anything you sell on BAT, I mean, you you gotta. The, the thing with BAT is that a lot of people don't understand that it's basically like a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, even if you're a, a private seller and you're selling a car on BAT, you have to be on it. Like you have to be answering every single question because potential bidders, they're not necessarily the ones asking the questions, but they're watching to see if you're a respectable person replying mm-hmm. to the people that are asking the questions. And if you're an honest seller and if you have the car represented very well, and if you're you know really good at, at going through and, and answering those questions, then, I mean, that's where the money's at on, on, on BAT. Obviously like having the car well represented with a good, with a good, um, good paperwork in there, good photos, everything like that providing BAT with a good description. I mean, obviously they write their own description, but giving them all the facts, but it's it's like a it's like a proper serious thing. Yeah. At uh well, we won't name the, the the dealership, but a certain dealership that some of us are involved with, they were they have a CT4 uh Blackwing on their lot. And they were just kind of throwing around the idea casually like, "Oh, we're just going to list it on bring a trailer." And like a lot of people just, they like, they have absolutely no idea like what goes into that. Right. Like they think that it would be as simple as just throwing the car up there and letting it sit, you know, yeah. type thing. So yeah, if I very sold, complex. If I sold the Boxster and I had to like listed it or whatever, I probably would have just done Craigslist and said, yeah, exactly. 15 firm. I know what I have. Yeah. No calls after 7 PM. Yeah. Like yeah. old man style. Yeah. You got to be real committed and passionate if you're going to use BAT, because if you, if you're on there and you're not giving it your all and you're like evading the questions, like they will, they will like, like crucify you. Like there was a guy selling a a 997 GT3 that was like deflecting his questions and being real shady. And it ended up being one of the most popular listings of the week, just because people were going on there to roast the shit out of him and tell him how horrible of a seller he was. Obviously the car didn't sell. Um, it didn't meet reserve because nobody was bidding on it. Um, cause this guy was a total like douche, but was he actually a douche or do you think the yes. commenters were in the wrong? Um, I think the commenters were in the right to an extent. I mean, obviously like things can be taken too far. Right. There's no excuse to be like, shitty, no, shitty. but I mean, you just, you, you can't, you can't go into, B- you can't list something on BAT and just expect to like not have to be uh interactive sure with it. like it's just sure. but this and, and it, it really wasn't even that with this guy some people will probably actually know the auction i'm talking about but. right well he's listening probably yeah, i'm sure he is yeah i don't remember his who it was but <laughs> yeah uh speaking of c5z's we forgot to mention that i did not win the regular oh car no reviews. but we did get this mug uh yeah i did get that mug now i need a second mug that says i signed up to win a c5z06 from regular car reviews and all i got was a stupid mug 
It's a cool mug. Mm-hmm. No, I'm okay. I'm happy to support Brian over at RCR. I've got Lord knows I've watched enough of his videos. There should be a it should be a feature you can turn on, which obviously this is dumb. This so I don't mean this seriously, but on your YouTube channel where if a certain user watches like a certain amount of your videos, then they have to pay they have to pay more. Mm. Like if they've watched like 500 hours, then they like be like, you can't watch any more of this channel without you pay like 1995, like a toll. Yeah. Like a yeah. Toll. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like no. the total opposite of what yeah, you want. Never to let Charlie run our country. Everyone. <laughs> Trust me. Equinoxes illegal. TikTok illegal. I actually, I don't mind TikTok. We had this discussion. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 I wonder if anyone made it that far in the podcast. Probably not. Was that last week? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was well, over it was a week ago because it was ago. Friday. What day is it? It's Monday right now. It's Monday. You are going to be a manual shifting enthusiast. I am this going week. to be a busy enthusiast this week, and I actually have a text that I need to send that I'm going to remind myself to send. Good call. Yeah, Chris is going to be sampling the 2023 Toyota Supra six-speed manual, the best shifting BMW. That's right. I'm a bit jealous. I, I have. Never driven well, that we're car. getting it though, aren't we? Oh yeah, we will be. We're getting it, it in like t- two weeks after. Yeah, but you're going to drive it on great roads and stuff. That's so true. Be cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I've heard from a lot of people that it's great. Uh, I talked to uh, numerous people at the last event. Uh, about Amos says it's great. Huh? Mr. Hofer says it's yep. great. Uh, Omar, big fan. Miles has driven it, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, so he li- he liked it quite a bit. And Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard, any- heard anything bad about it. I'm curious to feel the shifter because I'm generally not a big fan of BMW shifters. I don't think it is a BMW transmission. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh, I see I'm what you're saying. saying that I'm, I'm feel, like curious to feel... Yeah how that is mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but yeah you're yeah. going down to hawking hills a location that is good for driving but i've never been i've never been either it's okay. oh, it's almost to west virginia pretty sure yes it's on the border of ohio and west virginia and maybe a, a hair of t- uh, kentucky there yeah that'll be cool mm-hmm. i can't go because they decided to schedule it right after i just spent a month traveling and i just am really not yeah, I wouldn't. Out. I wouldn't if I were you either. Yeah, but I might fire up the old V Stromboli and roll out. Roll with out guys. with us, yeah. the old Strombone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys will have that and the Topher's Type R, mm-hmm. which has now been unplugged of both active dampers and, and exhaust. Active exhaust. Yeah, uh, leave it to the Topher to get like a modern sports car and then try to make it as old school as possible. I know. I told him he just needs to buy an NSX. Because then he, would, he, he wouldn't have to unplug anything. I, I've told be, him that too. Yeah. yeah. He should I, just sell all of his cars and get yeah. an NSX. The thing is, is I almost, and I can empathize with him on this because I'm similar. You, He almost wants the challenge of like that's true. trying to make it work and yeah. like figuring the secret that's sauce. Also, to like that's also a big aspect of his channel is like, I did this and it's just, it's and better. it's a tenth better. And it's right. Because like, that's what he know. did with the Forerunner. Yeah. The Forerunner could have been a totally And he did that with his silver BRZ and his black Miata and his current BRZ. Yes. And his Type R. Yeah. So yeah. And his 850R. Mm-hmm. So every single car. He's, he modifies things in such a specific way yes. that are like, never, it's never anything visual. It's never anything that you'd really. It's it's never anything that like normal people would ever really notice, but like but it, enthusiasts, sure, you know, like swapping yeah. the diff out and having mm-hmm. slightly different gears or and it different does sway make the car so much links. better. It Everything does. he does, dude, his makes his BRZ so drives so great, and it's yeah. like just the few little things that he's done. I, I'll never forget the week we had a GR86 manual. Mm-hmm. I for some reason drove his BRZ the same week or the week after, and I was like, this is just this car is so dialed in, it feels so much better. Yeah, and it's like, like nothing that. you would ever even really think about. So maybe yeah. the Topher should open. 
like a, his own tuning car company. Oh, yes. But it wouldn't be for like ridiculous, like, you know, grab a bunch of horsepower and everything. You'd get the Topher spec. Yeah. And you'd, you'd make a sticker that would just be like a, that people would know that like that's been Topher'd. Yeah. And it would just be a bunch of little mods to the car yeah. to make it a little better. You, you'd take out active noise, take out active dampers change out a little things maybe a bit of a different tire a different diff different sway bar yeah. something like that and then the car would just be subtly that much better yes yeah toe for tune we got an idea for you there chris you could and call we it want have royalties. it tuned yeah there you go how, how, how would you spell tuned t-h-u-n-e-d uh, you'd, call, you'd spell it c-h-u-n-e-d tuned tuned, tuned. or c-h-e-h-n-e-d tuned. tuned have it tuned mate i've had it tuned mate i've had the rs cosy tuned yep that was a terrible accent chris mm -hmm. chris does it so well he can do dude chris he can does do good the accents accent. too yeah well now that we're done fangirling over the top yeah can we talk about some more cars <laughs> all right so we talked about Let's the talk m8 about let's talk about the m2 oh yes and that'll be charlie because he drove it yes i am glad that the initial comments on my video are positive because i was i'm whenever we put out a negative review I'm always a bit stressy. Worried. It is, yeah, because it's the internet just wants you to to go on and say everything's great and rosy and rainbows and the thing that they bought and spent half of their life saving validation on is the best yeah. thing. But you can't all be the best thing because that's not what the word best means. And the BMW M2 is not the best driver's car anymore by a long shot. If you got any new comments, it used to be close where you could go out. In fact, here's a great example: Car yeah. and Driver that. Or, or outlet right there i might even have this magazine somewhere in this office did a comparison between the m2 the gt350 you know what i'm, just, I'm gonna look i'm gonna see if i got this magazine stand by okay well I'm, i'll read some of your m2 comments i guess while you do that oh yeah people are saying that they love your honesty Love the honesty. Thoroughly enjoyed the rip through the hills. I love this car. I think the 240i is the sweet spot. Yeah, we agree, actually. Uh, the M240i is actually one of the best cars I've ever driven. That purple M M240i, that thing was great. I would say top 10 cars for sure. Loved that thing. Nice review. Do you, th do you not think, though, that the modern car feel makes them... Did you read this one yet? Yeah. Makes them more like a GT car in general. I did think that while I was driving. I, I thought like a gt car that's why i said the m4 exists i know that it's that should be the gt car the m2 needs that it follows this stupid philosophy that you've been very correct about is that models exist until they get too big and then a new one comes and right. comes in now below it right i like the styling not too big of a sniffer that's funny thanks for telling the truth ugly expensive heavier less driver engagement older m2 cs is the way to go Oh, here's a good question. Is the 992 Carrera T worth the premium over the M2? The Carrera T, the green one we drove in California. Yeah, so, well, how much is the M2? I've got it right here. 60, oh, starting at 63. Okay, so realistically, they're 70 grand. So you're going to be paying like $50,000 more for a... Yeah, it's like 50 grand more. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, we, we really loved the Carrera T, even though everyone was upset about the review because we were, whatever. Well, yeah, and they liked my review also on my channel where I just drove it. Oh, you found the magazine? No, but I found one where they... 
first gen. That was yeah. like such people loved that car. Yeah. <clears throat> you had a moment with an M2 where somebody saw you. Yeah, they saw me doing... being a knob, and they were actually very respectful about it. They they didn't rat me out to the boss. Yeah. They came. They 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 called me over and to their desk, and there was an old you know an older guy, and he Elder, said, yeah. "You shouldn't be driving like that." And I'm sorry. Was it was it a mature a, way to handle it. Was it a proper drift, though? Was it a good one? Yeah, it was a good one. Because yeah. it's the M2 GCT, was it zesty? and there's nothing else better to do. Yeah. All right, so this is... I wasn't able to find the Comparo. I don't think I have the, that magazine, but um, there is a comparison out there, before I get to this, between the M2, the GT350R, the this, whatever Cayman would be appropriate to compare it to, okay. and there must have been a fourth. Merrill. No, it was another. Z. It might have actually only been those three cars. Oh, the Supra. The Supra. This is when the Supra came out. And they ended up picking. Supra's been out for that long. Jesus. Yeah. They ended up picking the GT350R. Oh, GT3... that's, a, that's a great car. Because it's it? the best. It was the best driver's car. But the BMW came out. I still haven't driven one of those. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is actually because they're excellent. You've yeah. driven one around the lot. I've driven one around. I've driven multiple in a parking lot when I was a porter at the Ford dealership. That's just good. Actually, old... I don't think I would have been a porter. I would have been a service advisor at that time. Whatever that. This, that would have been after. So this was their first drive of the M2. Man, look at those great photos and stuff. Yeah, it's sick. What did they have to say? <clears throat> as solid, powerful, and fun as its bulldog looks imply, but limited steering feel and synthesized engine sounds. Yeah, woolly steering still. Yep. How's the steering on the new M2? Not so, good. It's still woolly? Yeah, still pretty vague. I don't like BMW, the M steering. Their verdict uh, for this car was skip the M4 and go straight to the M2, collect $14,000. And I, I, I still agree, but now they're even, it's, it's the thing that has the same wheelbase as the M4 and the same engine as the M4 and it weighs 3,800 pounds. So it's just like, yeah, it's not a driver's car anymore. This car only costs $53,000 when it first came out. What's the weight? So if someone came up to you and said, should I buy an m2 i'm set on an m car should i have an m2 or an m4 would you tell them to get an m4 or would yeah. you you would yeah which is okay. not the case x drive m4 yeah 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 because that's because that's what i'd have because it, it's nauseating yeah because then at least you can just scare people by launching it. exactly why do you have six of that same magazine i don't know but i'm gonna throw them out that's why i, I was like why do i have six of the same magazine so i just tossed them um oh, they should give them away to viewers what what, what is this one yeah take a look why can't I find the weight? All right, everyone. Here's your chance. You want one of these. Uh, there's five of them. This is the uh, September of 2017 issue of Car and Driver. I don't know if anyone would have any interest in that or not. What, what's the head? Oh, it's just Best New uh, Cars. It's just Best New for Cars for 2018. So on the cover, one. we've got the 812 Superfast, Civic Type R, and the Range Rover Velour. Ooh, oh, I want, yeah, I want this Focus RS ad. That's sick. Oh, this is for the 2018 RS. You could frame that. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, so you, I'm, we're not giving them all. <laughs> or one well, of we will, gonna, but it's just going to be It's just going to be missing a page. A page. Um. The 2018 RS was the one to have. Why? Because. Could you get the drift stick? Is that why? No, because it had a front uh, limited slip. And the mm. the 16 and 17 just had the rear limited slip, obviously. But the, the 2018 had the front limited slip diff. 
It had RS center caps. It had a black roof. It had carbon fiber interior trim, and it had black on the spoiler as well. I think it had black on the spoiler. I don't know, but it had. It was like you know a couple little visual touches, and but the big thing was was the diff. So mm. that was the one to have. And I don't think I've ever driven an eighteen. Actually, I've just mm. driven my dad's. What year is this? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. It was first model year. Yeah. His was allegedly the first RS in the country. Allegedly. Wow. From whom? Uh, some guy at the, some RS dude that was from the SCCA. Wow. He like allegedly, and I never saw any proof of this, which is why I don't go around bragging about it, but he's like, yeah, I, I ran your VIN and it's like the first one sold. Is the VIN pretty low? I, yeah. I mean, it's not really, okay. you can't really tell. That's weird. No. So the first, the first model year, the M2, it only weighed 3,400 pounds, 400 pounds yeah. lighter than the current Gen M2. And uh, the, the the last paragraph of their story was, the M2 is a modern BMW, which means the steering is a bit removed and the stereo plays engine sounds. But it has the look, if not the irres- irrepressible soul of the 1 Series M. It's a shrunken M4 in both size and price. Hit the M2 and save the 14000 for a rainy day. Whereas now that doesn't exist. I mean, the soul is gone. That's, that's so sad. Yeah, that's what wasn't fun. I mean, it just feels like another M car. Was that the one that you were being naughty and no 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 it wasn't a comp it was, no, no, it, it was, was a comp that oh, was a comp. that was that was the very first m2 that came so you so the one you drove actually had it comp. actually had the m4 engine in it yes. then yeah yeah yeah. because this this did it this was that, a different motor correct. in the that first was a b one motor i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah yep um no, it wouldn't have been a b motor still an s it would have been still yeah m car should have always been an s it was okay. just a different motor what what other car would they have used it and bmw's not going to make a one-off motor for this car right we're using something <clears throat> gonna be a lot of uh oh here we go m2 it was the looking on the wiki out an an outgrowth of the n55 line of the turbocharged inline sixes oh. the m2's m365 horsepower engine shares its pistons crankberries and redline smooching spirit with the m4's s55 oh so it's an n55 still in that car then told you you said B. Oh, so I'm B. sorry. No, no. Wasn't the B what N, mo- N motors were back then? Or was Because N wasn't M, right? Gosh, BMWs. <laughs> so first generation here. Yeah, N55. N55. Yep. N55, and then the competition got the S55. Yeah, D2. Yeah. And then the D2. CS made all the way up to 444 horse, I think. in the Which should have still been the S55. S55. Yeah, yeah. Yep, still S55, but it was 444 and 406 yep. torque. Yeah, so it would be Did much... you drive the CS? No. Oh, yeah, dang it. I don't, I don't think Chris think ever so. did either. No, we tried to get him one, and the weather got in the way. Dang. Yeah, because I heard that that was, like, the best car ever. The yeah. M2 CS was, was like, the car. Yeah. The um, car. Last week, Chris and I also drove the 2024 Mercedes... Mercedes. <laughs> Mazda. Yeah, see? Right there. there you go. Uh-huh. CX90. That's how nice it is. It is very good. It's very good, yeah. We were big fans of pretty much everything about it. There were a couple little technical things and little buggy things that were kind of pushing off as hopefully they were pre-production bugs. But And I will admit, it's not as easy to use the infotainment system as just having a good old touchscreen. Yeah, well, just, but it looks so much better Mazda, typical with the screen tucked way up away. And it stuff, does. But, uh, and I don't like the looks of it as much as the CX-9. I think the CX-9 looks better. 
I disagree. Okay. I like the CX-90 better. Because mm-hmm. you can tell, you can tell it's rear-wheel drive. Or you, or you can tell it's rear-wheel drive biased. Because it's skinnier, it's Long. longer, it's got a long front end. The GV70 the... looks like that, and it's not rear-wheel drive biased. Uh, does the GV70 look like that? Kind of. It looks all elongated and like stretched to back. And I'd say, I'd argue more the GV80 looks like, like that. Hmm. Would you like to know why? Because the GV80 is rear-wheel drive. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you like. Wait, the G- oh no, the GV70, those are all all-wheel drive. All of them are. Which means it could have an engine that faces the correct way. I, I doubt it's a longitudinally mounted V6. Well, it could be, I guess. Yeah, but it totally still, could It's be. still going to be a lot wider than the inline six. Just, I'm just curious. Not, I'm not trying to like prove yeah, you wrong yeah, or anything. Yeah. I'm just curious. Let us know in the comments if you like the CX-9 or CX-90 appearance better. And also let us know in the comments, I forgot to ask earlier, what car you would have for less than $160,000. Yeah, this looks looks long, yeah, I'm sure. long ways mounted. Yeah, it totally is. But it's still much wider. It's also set back pretty far. Because it's a V. Yes, that's right. That's, yeah. that's right. Uh. So, yeah, we were fans. And if you want, if you want videos now on the CX-90... There are videos, by the time you're listening to this, there will be video on the Topher. There's mm-hmm. a video on Tedward's channel. He, I'm sure his video is great. And then also Winding Road, that goes up this evening, but it'll be up. I didn't want to interrupt your M2, so I put it tonight. To mm. go up tonight. Mm-hmm. Double embargo day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it goes at like 5 p.m. or something. Okay. Yeah, and if you want to wait to see Chris's and my take on both the plug-in hybrid and the inline six version, oh yeah, on Saturday we'll let you know. But the car, as I said, does come in two different powertrain options: the inline six, which was pretty good, and the plug-in hybrid, which was pretty good. It does make some weird sounds, but both powertrains have quite a bit amount of power. They're both well up over three hundred horse, uh, three hundred pound feet. Yeah, three three sixty nine pound feet. Uh, and they're the, actually both over three hundred yeah, horsepower yep. as well. The Turbo S inline six is three forty. The regular one's like two eighty or something. But yeah, the, yeah. the plug in hybrid makes three, uh, three twenty three. Yeah, horsepower and three sixty nine on premium fuel. On premium fuel, three nineteen or something like that. So if if you own the plug in hybrid, don't ever put premium fuel in it. This is just stupid. Just put regular. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, don't put any fuel in it. Just drive it as a hybrid. But you'll only be able to do that for about 26 miles at a time. That's right. Yeah. Not the most battery efficient That plug-in hybrid felt heavy. properly quick, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. they were running premium at the event because they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, it felt just as quick as the inline-six car. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, you could, it weighs about 500 pounds more. Yeah, so that's, you felt that's the weight where you a little could, bit that's, more. Yeah, you could feel the weight in the corners, but... If you live in Tennessee and you're going to be hustling your ZX90 back and forth down the tail of the dragon to get to work, then you might want to pick the Turbo S. Or just the regular Turbo. Or just the regular yeah, Turbo. You, I mean, Charlie and I agree we'd probably just have the base model. Yeah, because it's you save $6,000 over the Turbo S, but you get the same motor, just a little bit detuned. detuned. Yeah. Yeah. So... The interior is beautiful. It was comfortable. There's actually a good amount of space. Oh, Even, the third row is huge. Yeah. Yeah, you just, got a ton of headroom. There are body-on-frame vehicles that don't have as much room <coughs> as the third yeah. row. Yeah, as that <laughs> car. I mean, it's it was it was quite good. I and We the, almost always find things to complain about. Yeah, and, and the interior in this car is just stunning. In the, in the Premium Plus, we can't speak for lower trims because obviously Mazda never shows their lower trims yeah. uh, to, to us YouTubers. But the Premium Plus... CX90 Turbo S with the tan, which I don't even know what the color is called, like the peanut butter. It's got Alcantara on the dash. It's got a multi 
colored steering wheel that I thought looked like a Bentley steering wheel. And there were some commenters on the Topher agreed. video that, that agreed. And overall, they just did a fantastic job. They went all out with the CX-90. I had like... I had so many people uh, commenting on my Instagram story that I I posted yesterday that, that my review was coming out and everyone was like, holy crap, this is a Mazda. Like the interior is just wild. I mean, Mazda's really been, they've, they've been trying to to move up and yeah. this this latest offering, the CX-90, I mean, it's, it's Proper flagship. legit. Proper flagship. And we'll have this, I don't know if you, you already mentioned that the CX-70 is coming. So that'll be a two row version of the CX-90. And Do we know that for sure? The CX-70. That it's going to be a two-row? Oh, well, I mean, it'll be a smaller version. I'm, I'm sure it won't come standard with a third row. Okay. Um, they might offer it, but it'll be, I'm sure standard will be a, be a two-row. Um, I was just curious. I didn't, oh, no, I, I, didn't know I just, I just I figured it would yeah. be a two-row. Yeah, like a Ford Edge size probably. Yeah. And then if we're lucky, maybe a sedan. I'm not getting my hopes up. Ain't no half. <laughs> yeah. But... I think the CX-70 will be the one to have. That'll be that'll be proper. And even... Oh, excuse me. I don't know why I get hit yeah, with so sleepy. much tiredness. Yeah, yeah a little sleepy. Heavy pizza, I guess. Well, it's later in the day. We've I, had, yeah, we've had gluten. We've been driving all sorts of exciting yeah, It got cars. rainy outside, which means I got rainy it inside. It did get gloomy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Even the CX-5 that we got shuttled around in was quite a good car. I mean, like, I got... Because I got picked up at the airport in a CX-5, and we got so dropped off. The, yeah. On the way to the airport, we had four adults, three of them with luggage, and we all fit comfortably mm-hmm. in the CX-5. Yep. Yeah. But uh, the price of the Mazda CX-90 is getting a little up there. Yeah, but... The one we drove was about $62,000. Yeah. But before you freak out, you could buy yourself a nicely equipped version of one of these with the normal turbo and everything for about fifty, And, yeah, that's still high, but... Not really though. Hyundai's going to charge you fifty two for a kilogram Palisade. Yeah. Toyota's probably charging like fifty five grand for their top trim. I'd Highlander say that this, the the CX ninety is very aggressively priced. I for think what it is absolutely Here. when you're when you're comparing it. Especially think with, about that Pilot Trail Sport. I know. Oh, yeah. It's like think about a Genesis GV eighty and how much that costs. And we always say, oh, that's a great deal. You know, great bargain. Yeah, and the CX ninety is like, just as nice inside. Right. All you're not getting yeah. is like massaging seats. <laughs> yeah. Well, Other than sure. that, you know. Yeah. Right. It was very quiet inside too. Remember driving on the Super highway quiet. in that thing? It was yeah. Just, yeah. Good NVH. Yeah. Unlike the what was that hideous? The Nissan oh, <laughs> Rock Creek. Find the Rock Creek. Jeez. <laughs> I get about a comment per week on that video. Like, have you never driven a car with Austin <laughs> tires? You should know. That's what you're getting. I'm just like, like okay. I did hear from some other journalists that the Mazda dealership experience is not the best. Oh, really? Well, we might be finding out about that soon if well, you, goes you guys already did find out once, didn't you? You went to, or well, it was a Volvo oh, dealer that was also yeah, a Mazda yeah, yeah. dealer, but remember? Well, I Emily's not watching, but I didn't interpret this this car salesperson as being rude okay. personally. Okay. But someone interpreted but her. Emily as being rude. interpreted her as being rude. So, I don't know. I just thought that she was giving us numbers and kind of just being, um, like just a, being sub- straight up. I mean, uh, she objective. was just like, "Here's how much it's going to be. Yeah. Here's what ones have gone for in the past. Yeah. We don't really have any on the lot. You'd probably have to order one. I mean, she was eating lunch. She just wasn't being like buttery. Like no. I mean, yeah. she was she was at her desk. She was Hi, eating honey, lunch. How she, can I help you? Right. And I mean, right. I then I, mean, I think and Emily just took that as she was being rude. But I yeah. I don't I didn't think she was. But well, some whatever. other dealers have mentioned that Mazda dealers. So sorry, some other journalists have mentioned Mazda dealers are lackluster for 
it'd be one thing if you're going to buy a base model Mazda 3. Fair enough, you're buying a $26,000 car. But if you're going to buy a $60,000 CX-90, yeah, you, 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 could, you should probably have a pretty good experience. Yeah. I mean, that's the best thing about buying something like a Lexus or a BMW. We've talked about this in the podcast before. But you you feel like you're getting something special from the dealership experience. Yeah. I am yeah. looking forward to when gen z's are running the dealers and they're just it, they you don't even have to talk to anyone you just walk in and your keys are like sitting somewhere and you just go thanks yeah and, and you leave yeah that'll be good that's how both of my two new car buying experiences have been yeah the tesla and the tesla was like showed up at like six o'clock and they're like cool here's your car it's out there and i'm like thanks and signed the paperwork in the car because it was covid and stuff and just like tossed them the paper and then the maverick did everything over the online and this was actually super gangster by the dealer because Trust me, most Ford dealers are not going to be like this. Yeah. But they were like, we did all the paperwork. I put a deposit, everything, like over the phone, like signed up for financing, everything. And then uh, they left the car, the keys in the car. And I just walked up, pressed in my code, got in, drove away. It was like Christmas Eve. No one was at the dealership. So that was Great. really cool. But I know that most people's car buying experience at a dealer is not going to be that way. Yeah. So if you do have to spend hours in a dealership, at least when you're getting a luxury car, you should there should be you know coffee yeah. and you should feel like you're in a comfortable yeah. place to when be. my mom just got her x3 she said it was a great experience they had the I car bet. inside with a bow on it and like That's all this great you know like it's inside it's all staged up mm-hmm. and like it just it was cool for her so she she really enjoyed that i'm actually sad that i was uh-huh. that i was not um not able to make it i think i was traveling yeah but my father when he bought when he and my stepmom bought their x1 from bmw ann arbor it was also he said a really good experience yeah yeah, yeah i've and similar when I've had when I've had my IS three hundred serviced at the dealer, which was only one time to get a key, <laughs> they like totally treated me like royalty yeah, at Lexus Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah, they they did a great job. So yeah, so uh, Mazda, you're building great products. It's time to start building good dealers. What else do we drive? I drove the two thousand twenty three <laughs> Toyota Corolla Cross Hybrid, and I can't tell you how it was to drive, but I can tell you that it will come in yellow. Really? That's kind of an ugly Is that so yellow. it can be a taxi? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, but isn't, isn't it that disgusting? It's not like this. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's like, like the Kia Seltos. Yes. Ugh, okay, so it's why not, they that's not a, taxi yellow. They, they were so excited about the yellow, too. What's like, wrong oh, with why can't we just... Yeah, good old yellow, man. I mean, remember, I don't really want to own a yellow car, but I like seeing them. Remember the first-gen Focuses that you... That you yeah, the, the bright ZX3 yellow? and like the uh, Zinc yellow. That was not a great yellow. I liked it. It wasn't great. You're thinking of Screaming Yellow. Because you could also have that, I think, on the mm. later on the later cars. You're right. I think I am. Screaming yellow was a zinc good. Zinc was a little soft, wasn't a little, yeah. little pasty. Yeah, zinc zinc was like your your notebook, mm-hmm. and yeah, screaming yellow screaming was like yellow. this Hummer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. A little darker than this GT3 or GT2, whatever that is. Um. So. Yeah. So I can't tell you anything else about that. I think I can tell you that it's a little expensive. I hope pricing has come out by now. If not, I'm gonna get outed by toyota but uh yeah uh let's just say you could buy a maverick and fuel your maverick for a few years on the cost of a base corolla cross hybrid dang yeah um but i will tell you about the engine next week because it's under embargo what about the prius prime the prius prime is another car that i drove i drove an xse and an xse premium still under embargo yep ah okay Uh, but it looks remarkably like the normal prius Maybe I could just tell everyone how the normal Prius drives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Tell us about the normal Prius. (laughs) 
it has the seating position of a BZ4X, which is very uh, low slung and yeah. steering wheel kind of comes out you very low and the, the gauge cluster is kind of above the steering wheel. And yep. uh, here's what I can tell you about both cars because sitting in them statically, yeah. there's no more room for heads in the second second That's right. row, the back seat. That means every New York taxi is going to be a BZ4X and not a... Or a Corolla Cross. That's already being made in yellow. Yeah. But they're not going to keep them that yellow color because it's the wrong yellow. Yeah, you're right. It needs to be this color. That is literally a New York City taxi Prius. Prius. Yeah. yeah. These will not exist anymore because there's no room in the back for people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was... Uh, shout out to Peter Nelson, um, former Winding Road contributor and now editor at The Drive, who was driving the Prius. And I was like, I'm going to climb in back and drive around. He was driving around and we went over a bump and my head like crashed into the ceiling. Yeah. See, the new Prius is very pretty. But less practical. Made it less practical. Yeah. So it's a trade off. But they've had great press with that new Prius. I mean, people really love it. The and normal even... Prius drives really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and what else? You did cannot drive? get the Prius in yellow, which is stupid. You can only get it in gray, blue, or red. Didn't they like show the concept in yellow or something? Or was oh, that a I, render? You can get the normal Prius in yellow. You just can't get the Prime. Sorry. Can't get the prime in yellow. Are you sure you can get the normal Prius in yellow? I'm pretty sure because I think I built one when back when Amos drove it. He was like, "This is the best car ever," and I was like, "Well, maybe I should buy one." And then I looked one up, and I I think I wanted a spec in yellow. I, I think it's the you. same like kind of uglier yellow though. Build your Prius. They say Prius in you're in, in Europe. Uh, Europe. Yeah. Well, in in England at least, there's no longer can Europe. Can I just build one? Why no, don't they do this? Because are no. they telling you that like you our can't... apologies? We're having technical difficulties. Mm. That's their way of saying off the prius is sold out yes yeah <laughs> just look up like 2023 prius yellow yeah i'm going to okay. did i drive anything else cx90 m8 no oh yes is it yellow looks like japan only uh, rough. yeah they like fun colors in japan don't they that's sick. Yeah. That looks so cool. It's like a mm-hmm. proper yellow. Mm-hmm. Chris and I actually both drove a car last week that we have yet to tell you about. The what 2023 Hyundai oh. Santa Cruz. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, we had a good time in the Santa Cruz. I mean... It's a decent little truck. It really is. Yeah. I spent the first bit of the week with it and enjoyed it. It's very quick. Like yeah. I... So the last week... The week prior, we spent with the Kia Nero and the Volkswagen ID4, both both of which were dogs. I mean, they had no power at all. It's like 140 horsepower in the Nero and 60 horsepower in the Volkswagen ID4. <laughs> so I can get into this Santa Cruz, and it just like it like it, it's got 300 pound feet of torque. Yeah, not that heavy. Uh, powertrain, yeah, powertrain shared with the Sonata Edline. Mm-hmm. It's got that DCT. Looks cool. I was a pretty big fan. It just didn't have a volume knob because it was the limited limited trim. So you have to get a. We'd we'd recommend you don't get the top trim of the Santa Cruz for one because it's expensive and also because you don't get a volume knob or wireless CarPlay. And if you get a cheaper one, you can I think get a normal transmission, right? Doesn't I'm sure. Yeah. Six speed yeah. auto for yeah because like it would car have just then... the whatever engine it has one point six turbo yeah, or whatever something yeah which I've heard is dreadfully slow. <laughs> But sure also wouldn't break within 100,000 miles. So you got to choose. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it still looks cool. It's much more refined than the Maverick. But it's also a good bit more expensive and mm. less practical. Oh, he owns so, a Maverick, though, so he's biased. Well, I am, but it, but nothing I'm saying is wrong. No, just, you can't put as many things in the bed of the Santa Cruz because that stupid hard cover gets in the way. <laughs> um, uh, but, but it works because it's above freezing out. Right. And they want you to put s- s- surfboards in the back. Looks or snowboards. Looks so sick with surfboards in it. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like the Dodge Diora. Diora? The Dodge Diora. Was that a thing? Yeah. Look it up. How do you spell it? D-E-O-R-A. Dodge D-E-O-R. Ooh. Isn't that cool, kind of cool looking? That it's is from the 60s. Sick. Yeah. It's like a one-off thing. Oh, they might have made it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Custom car. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Dude, I would have one of those for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's dope. It was at Autorama this year. Huh. That's fun. And I have a Hot Wheels of it as well. Do you really? Mm-hmm. From the 60s. It's orange. You know? It's got little surfboards in it. I think that I might have a Hot Wheels uh, from way back in my childhood that I used to drive from the drive 90s. around a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was an Isuzu Via Cross. Oh yeah, I have a Via Cross. I yeah. have one in the box still from the '90s. I think it's yellow or yeah, was silver. Silver, yeah, they yeah. did a silver one. They did silver, red, and yellow. I think I have all three actually. Wow. That's funny. Yeah, I, I remember being at a Hot Wheels like a or like a toy show once, mm. and I was like, oh my god, a Via Cross Hot Wheels, and I bought like every color. <laughs> <laughs> how many Hot Wheels do you think you own? Thousands. Really? Oh yeah. Have you seen how much some Hot Wheels sell for these days? Yeah. There's a car and driver editor. Well, he's now a road track editor that sold one for like $5,000. Yeah, I've got a collection of red lines, they call them, which is what I just talked about, the Diora. I've got probably, I've probably got a hundred of them. So if you ever really needed cash, you could liquidate your Hot Wheels collection and be rolling in it. The best thing about this is, I mean, red lines are the first edition of Hot Wheels. So they came out in like 67, 68, one of those two years. I think it was 67. And there were only 16 of them, like 16 different ones. They were called the Sweet 16. Hmm. And they were they were called red lines because they had little red lines on the tires. Okay. You know, like back then, that was a thing. Like your red line tires. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like like in real life, like you could have the real right, red like, line tires. Like how you can go get a Chevy Equinox red line right now and they'll put little reds. Uh, that's on, on the wheel. Your... This was yeah. the tire. Ah. Yeah. You know, redlining was also a form of racism done by like people in Detroit to make it so that people of color couldn't <sighs> buy in certain neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying it's a bad, <laughs> a bad thing to do. I'm just saying it's not only a good thing, but continue. Anyways, um, I guess where I, where I'm going with this is these the, the those are the most valuable, the ones from the late '60s, early '70s, and I used to go to these Hot Wheels shows as like a middle schooler. I'd go with a family friend that also collected collected Hot Wheels. He was an adult, so he would drive us there and. I would go up to these older collectors and they would love to see like a kid being interested in Redline Hot Wheels. So they would always sell them to me super cheap. Uh-huh. Like they'd have like, they'd have like a really nice one for like 50 bucks mm-hmm. and they'd sell it to me for like 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a, I got a lot of really nice condition late sixties Redlines for like 20 bucks a pop that are now worth 80, 90, hundred a piece. And I've got a bunch of them. That's cool. So you said they're only 16 though, right? Like 16 models. Do you have multiple, you have duplicates? Uh, well, I mean, they as the years went on, there were more. Oh, just okay. just the first year, there were sixteen. Okay. So in nineteen sixty, do you have any of those sweet sixteens? I do. Nice. Yeah, there was a Mustang. Let me. I can tell you how many I have. Okay. There was a Mustang, Probably which I which I have. I have. It was called the Custom Mustang. I've got a red one. Let's go. Uh, let's investigate the worth of some of Chris's Hot Wheels here. 
Go to eBay. You'll want to go yeah, to like yeah. sold listings. Uh, list of oh, there were sixty-eight. Oh God, did I say sixty-seven? Sorry, I meant sixty-eight. Well, we might not actually be able to make this work because um. Oh, the internet's broken. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Beatnik Bandit, which was a custom car, like a legit a car that actually existed okay. in the sixties. Uh, it was a Ed Roth. You familiar with Ed Roth? Custom guy. Okay. Anyways, I have that one. Custom Barracuda, which is a '67 Barracuda. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't have that. Custom Camaro. I don't have. Custom Corvette. I have. Custom Cougar. I have. Custom Eldorado. I have. Custom Firebird. I have. Custom Fleet Side, which was like an El Camino type thing. I don't believe I have that one. Custom Mustang. I have. Custom T Bird. I have. Custom Volkswagen, which is a little bug. Mm-hmm. I have. Diora. I have. Ford J Car. I have. Hot Heap, which is a Model T, I have. Python, I think I had one, but I, I sold a few, and I think that was one that got sold. And then Silhouette, I have as well. So I have, I have most of them. Oh, yeah, that's quite a few. The only ones I'm missing are the Barracuda, and the Barracuda Camaro, and uh, Fleet Side. Hmm. So. Nice. But yeah, so... Uh, speaking of all those, do you have any co-parked cars for us? Uh, maybe. I know you've been a traveling enthusiast lately, so you haven't necessarily been laying in bed for uh, a bunch of time being able to look up co-parts. I have one we can look at. Okay. It's a BMW, so you're not going to care. But uh, it, it might not load, though, so let's see. Let's try switching over to this other Wi-Fi network. Maybe that'll work. You know why I think I was confused between 67 and 68 is because 68 was like the year that they, it was like the model year. It's, it's, it's like a real car. Like they, they, they hit the shelves in 67, but I they see. were like 68 model year. Let's hot see. Wheels. Let's see. Let's look up one of those hot wheels. What's what, what, what custom, your... custom Mustang is a good baseline. Mine's red. I don't know. What color, I forgot what color the interior is. Cause they, there's this whole thing. There's like, sure. You have a custom Mustang, but some colors are more valuable than others. So like mine's red, but it's actually in really nice shape. Okay, so that one's clapped. At least like easily a hundred bucks. I think I paid twenty five dollars for it. Yeah, that's cool. It's red. I think it's got the white interior, huh. or or uh, or tan or something. But like you could have the custom Mustang. There were a bunch of different colors. So there's like there's so many different variations that make them worth more. Some of them had different hoods. So some had what was called an open hood scoop where mm-hmm. you could see the engine bay through the hood. That's cool. Those are worth a ton of money. Like hmm. those are like in the thousands. How hard is it? Like, isn't it possible to just like kind of manual 3d print like a little part and make it like they do make, uh, they do make, uh, uh, reproduction open hood scoop. Yeah. There's, there's ways to tell though, if, if it's been okay. messed with and obviously collectors, either know themselves by looking at it or they'll get it authenticated before they spend a zillion dollars on something. So that one's probably pink. Yeah. Creamy pink. Creamy pink. So pink interior, pink cars are worth quite a bit because for obvious reasons, they didn't make very many pink cars because a little boy in the sixties doesn't want to have a pink. Mm -hmm. We didn't want a pink toy. So uh, the pink ones are actually worth quite a bit. There was, there were also obviously different interior variations. There were um, different like window tints. Like you could have ones with blue windows or clear windows. You could have, brown interior red interior white interior it all all makes them worth different amounts of money i used to be really into this i don't i haven't bought one in probably five years but fourteen hundred dollars for an antifreeze yeah antifreeze that that was a color and that one looks great so uh, what a lot of these did especially the antifreeze ones is they would they would tone they'd call it 
like tuned. They they would they would tone. They they'd have what's called toning, and this okay. paint, the Spectre Flame paint, would go on directly over the bare metal. Okay. So there's no like primer on this. So what would happen is the paint would de- would deteriorate over time and tone. So it would mm-hmm. switch. It would like change color. Okay. So you'd have little patches on the that car. Why it that like would... green, more green. Yeah. So it, this one actually has a little bit of toning on the on the roof, and mm-hmm. it's also got some pitting right there. You see on the on the top yep. of the windshield. So it would. You can see on the roof there. There's like some lines of different, like yeah. slightly darker colors. Mm-hmm. So that that was a thing, and also it's um, almost like better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's totally toned on the trunk there. You can see how it's all. Yep kind of different color mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but i mean Did overall I though over yep overall that one's in brilliant condition someone will probably pay 1400 for that wow yeah that's pretty silly yep for a car for something this big yep yeah who knows maybe that nissan leaf will be worth something yeah, someday probably not appreciate <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you got co-parting for us uh okay 418 I don't remember if you like this generation of uh, 7 Series or not. Oh, th- is this the first? This mm. is the F01. So this followed the Banglebutt car. Yeah. This is the one right after it. This one doesn't look too badly damaged, and it would probably be a pretty fun rebuild. 2012 BMW 750LXI. Is this at the Lansing lot? No, Flint. Okay. Uh, every car I find is at Flint for some yeah. reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> well, you and a lot of the Flint residents share taste in cars. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, this one doesn't look too Looks bad. Looks like it hit a deer. Pure sale for a thousand bucks, though. Yeah, if it runs and drives, dude, I'd drive it It's as a V8, is. too, if it's a 750. Yeah, 44. Take the motor out of it. It's a turbo V8. Mm. Should be a turbo V8. Uh, it does have a low tire. Oh, what a shame. 137,000 miles. Rear. It's probably getting ready to inhale its own timing chain guides. It looks like it's probably only a TPMS sensor because that tire doesn't actually look low. No, that's just a piece of snow going past the camera there. Yeah. Oh, what getting else a rain got? alert. Oh, well, you. Oh, is that from the Weather Channel? Yes. Yeah, I think we should have that. Mm-hmm. Here it is idling at 75. Yeah, no check engine light, right? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. I saw a check engine light. Temp mm-hmm. gauge works. Probably yeah, they had gotten it up temp somewhat. Probably sat and ate their lunch in it or something because it's such a nice place to be. Yeah. Look, there's two fuel gauges. One here and one here. Yeah. Very redundant. It's yeah. Like the Mazdas. Um, you're right. We should go have this. That's good use of our cash. I bet the parts would be very expensive to fix that. <laughs> I'd just drive it. Because like those aren't really in junkyards yet. Yeah. So you would drive it as is. Yeah, you'd put a headlight on it and just, yeah, mm-hmm. of course you would. Right. Better airflow. Keep okay. it cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us ramble about the cars we drove. Oh, we didn't even talk about what we have this week. We have a Toyota BZ4X and a Kia Soul GT line. Yes. We'll tell you about them next week. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget to comment if you want one of these uh, car and driver new cars for 2018. I will personally ship it to you. There you go. Uh, what what month? And Charlie will draw a penis on it. What, <laughs> what month was it from? Uh, it's from September of 2017. All right. September 2017. Getting some vintage C&D mags here. Yeah. So if you want one, we've got five of them, oh, wait, but we'll see. probably want to hang see. on to at least one, right? I bet you the reason I had so many of these, this might have been the first uh, issue that I was in the masthead. Oh, really? Maybe we shouldn't give them away. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> online copy editor charles dreyer so actually no this was this might have been the first year i was a copy editor because i would have Wait, been where is that that's on page 15 um oh yeah so yeah dude you should sign the, okay so we're gonna send these out okay and charlie's gonna them. sign them yeah sign them on page 15 right yeah. next to uh, where i was on 
and with uh, Daniel Golson, who's also an editor at other. Wow, there are so many names in here. I you will never find. Oh, Max Mortimer is in here too. Yep. Road we, Warrior is Keone in here. This would have been pre Keone. Oh, it was pre Keone. Okay. Especially if Sean Flavin was in the Road Warrior section. Editor in chief Eddie Alterman. Alterman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone would really know any of the other like from like if you're a YouTube fan, anyone on this masthead was like a YouTuber now. You were a copyright editor? A copy editor at one point. Yeah. Copy editor. This was my second Beth position. Beth Nichols. Yeah. That's not Charles Dreyer. No, it's it's you have to go down further. It was an online copy editor. Oh, online copy editor. Yeah, it's down like three Deputy quarters. Deputy online editor. Yeah, keep going. Online down. copy chief. Online right copy that. editors. There we go. Mm-hmm. Charles Dreyer. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Paul Livingston. Yes, he got let go. Mm-hmm. Actually, all of those online copy editors got let go, and that's when I moved to road test editor. They they got a new position for me, and then let me go with that. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then they then they uh, clipped you. That's what we in college. That's what they taught us was the the way to say instead of I got fired. You got fired. You got clipped. Clipped. I've never heard that. <laughs> all right, good. I got clipped from yeah, You got clipped. All <laughs> you right. Did. Great. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will come at you on the next one. We are Chris and Charlie with Daily Motor, and as always... Clip on. (laughs) I was going to say N55 on, but yes, clip on. Mm -hmm.